I'm Lucy Barkas, and this is the Leader X Podcast. Well, wow, what a great conversation I had with Justin. Um, I love reconnecting with old colleagues. And I mean, you know, I didn't see, or the last time I spoke to Justin was, what, seven, eight years ago? And I love hearing how these people from my past, you know, how they've evolved, what they're up to in the world, some of the awesome stuff they've been doing, and just how their lives have progressed. Now, it may have been seven or eight years um, since we last spoke, but it reminds me of that Maya Angelou uh, quote where people never forget what you do, but they always remember how you made them feel. And it is so true. Um, and when you have that kind of connection with somebody, you can, you know, after years, just reconnect with them and pick up where you left off. And I suppose that brings me on to the theme of this little show. I hear so many commentators talking about all of the pitfalls of us not coming back together and not working in the office again. And in my experience, um, it doesn't matter where you work. It's the human connections that really make work worthwhile. You know, I... I used to uh, walk into the office and I'd see the same person day after day, week after week, year after year, and I knew nothing about them. They'd sit at their pod, I'd sit at mine, and we might just give each other a little grunt or a high um, as we were making our way around the office. But I didn't know anything about them. I didn't know what music they were into, whether they were married, what foods they liked, what they cared about, even what projects they were working on. And then, of course, there were the other people who, you know, would, as soon as they walked into the office, they'd put their mask on. They'd got their suit jacket on and they'd walk in with this persona. And it wasn't them. You know, everybody can spot a fake. And, you know, when we're meeting people who don't seem genuine, don't seem vulnerable, um, it actually turns us off. We actually mistrust them. So... Saying that, you know, just because we all work in the office together, that it creates this unifying bond is total rubbish. It's actually the environment, the culture, the, the way of being with each other that actually strengthens those ties. And you can do that whether you're in the office, whether you meet once a month, whether you only work from webinars and telephone calls. It's the quality of the conversations and the quality of the relationships that really make the difference. You know, I'm an extrovert. I crave human connection, yet I choose to, for the majority of the time, work from home. Um, you know, being around people inspires me. I hear their ideas. Every coaching client I have teaches me something new. I get a little um, view into their world and I just learn more and it excites me. Um, but I don't need to be in person to do that because I give it my all. I turn up vulnerable. I turn up being open and honest. And because I am like that, it then allows others to be the same. And it's only when you take down the, those barriers and create that safe environment for people that they will reciprocate it. They say that like attracts like. And I've absolutely found that to be the case. So throughout my professional career, I've always try to be myself and not overshare, but share some elements of me, you know, whether it's how I'm feeling, what I did yesterday, what my hopes and dreams are, what excites me about the projects I'm working on. I try and offer a little bit of Lucy and I hope that comes across on, on these podcasts and through my book. 
And the reason why I do that is not for some Machiavellian purpose. Um, it's the only way I know how to really get the best out of my people, um, how to lead my teams, how to create the environments where people can do their best work and best thinking. And that's, I guess, how I try and teach other leaders to be, to be open, honest, vulnerable. And I suppose the word I'm looking for is authentic. So it was lovely to talk to Justin and understand that actually at the heart of everything he was saying about the future of work, the environments, um, the, the big projects that he's worked on, actually the success factor is always that human connection. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and check back on past episodes such as the one from the brilliant Paul McGilvery, who really challenged me to think about creating automated digital assets. And coming up, I talked to Hamish Gill about how he managed to secure government support to set up a local co-working space. And I want to know what drove him to do it. Make sure you're subscribed and look out for new episodes as they appear in your feed. And don't forget, there's more on the guests in the show notes. Now, in my book, Leader X, I talk about um, liberated teams and, you know, now the word remote leadership is, you know, commonplace. But I'll, I'll still start with the fact that, you know, liberated teams means that leaders understand that their job is to get out of the way, understand their role, stay in their lane um, and free their staff to do their best work and in an environment where they can do their best thinking. And that means removing the barriers. Uh, that, that stop people being at their best. And those leaders set the vision. They set the direction of what I want the world to look like. And um, they are visionary just, um, just because of the way that they operate in the world. Um, and then they create the environment so that people can do their best work. And so they need to start looking at their environments that they're in today and ask what's working well, what's not working, how would I love my organization to be? And once they've created this wonderful vision, then go and engage with your people and find out what, what does their vision of the future look like? How do they want to work? Um, what are the blocks and barriers that they're finding? And so you almost uh, co-create the how. So the vision is still with the leader, but the how, the journey, the environment is shaped by everybody within it. And that's what creates that alignment and that sense of belonging. So you might have a, an HQ where everybody comes to work and does their nine till six every day. Okay, that might work for you and all of your people. But what Justin and I uh, predicted was that you're more likely to have HQ as a hub. And in that hub, people can come to work for a few days or they come on site when the rest of their team's there or um, it's a place where you invite your customers and suppliers to do that, uh, the meetings or do some collaboration, some brainstorming, but it's a way of bringing people together for a purpose and then disband so everyone can get on with actually doing the work that they want to do in the way that they want to do it. So that might look like, um, you know, redesigning the spaces so that you have little pods or little collaborative zones and you might have some quiet spaces you know thinking of the traditional library I guess or some individual pods where you can have private one-to-one -one conversations or take those private telephone calls it may be that some of the um, old meeting rooms are knocked down and turned into big you know spaces 
where you can have mini conferences or you can do some like work groups together so people have got the space you know flexible versatile spaces really is the way of the future and then what to do when they're not in the office well create the uh, the the ways and the means for people to be able to make decisions so can they go to a co-working space are you going to give them some kind of subsidy or a license or bookable you know x number of desks or are you going to allow them to work out of offices or libraries or pubs or whatever um you know these are the things that you need to start considering and then if they do choose to have their home set up make sure that they've got the um the means to buy the kit and to soundproof their office if they need to so again it's your responsibility to um, create the environment and the permissions and remove the blocks and barriers that get in people's way because ultimately all you're looking for is to get results and you it's your job to you know set the the direction and the the results that you want to achieve and then create the environment the means the resources so that people are empowered and liberated to just get the job done now, what I see all too often is, um, you know, policies coming out because of almost the lowest common denominator. So say if somebody doesn't do their performance reviews on time, then a big mandated policy comes out about how, you know, on what day and what form, um, you know, and it becomes really, really sanctioned. I want to remove all of that and just learn the lessons from when something goes wrong but trust everybody and give people that freedom to be able to do the work in their best way. Because when you take away all that policy, that bureaucracy, that formal stuffiness, uh, people can you know, start focusing their energy on doing great work and being creative and innovative and actually doing the physical work, not worrying about um, how to you know, make sure that they haven't tripped up on some rule or regulation. You know, when people feel constrained, their thoughts and their ideas become constrained equally. When I think about what Justin said, you know, it really rings true for me. Yes, we're in tough economic times and people might not be shopping around for a new job. But as soon as things start getting back to, to normal, if you're not providing the right environments of the future, then your people, your talent, the people who are in demand, will literally just jump ship. They, they will leave you and go and work for somebody who does provide the environments of the future. So start visioning the, the future, talking to your people, involve them in the process and start putting it into action. And don't forget to subscribe to the 3WH newsletter and grab a free chapter of the Leader X book, which is all about working autonomously. Until next time.